Welcome to The Journey Together with Joshua and Anna Gresham. We hope you're having a great day. It's an amazing day. We're talking about security in marriage. Okay, this is a big topic. It's a huge topic. And we're going to talk about practical areas that Joshua, that you and I deal with to help uh, build security in one another within our marriage, things that we do, which I'm excited to talk about because you should feel secure in your relationships. Uh, ultimately, we know security comes from the Lord. And Absolutely. You how valuable? Yeah. How valuable is that to you? It's extremely valuable because that's where I find out who I am, why I am, and I have comfort in that. And when I'm doing what He's called me to do, then uh, I've got that security of confidence. So when my wife knows this, and I know that about her as well, then there's this stable foundation that we can work from. Yeah, and. We all deal with insecurities, uh, and I think it's knowing I can take that to the Lord, get into the Word of God, and truly find out who I am in Christ Jesus. Uh, and when I do that, then uh, I'm building myself up in Him, and I'm going to love you greater. Yeah. Because I've I'm not searching for security from you. I'm not searching for these things from you. Not that you don't need to give it to me Correct. as my spouse. But you are not my primary source. Correct. Okay. Funny story when we first got married. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> you were out of town, and I thought someone oh, was gosh. shooting at our house. All right, let's talk about a funny security story. This will be our, our icebreaker for today. You love this story. I wasn't out of town. I think I was at the church working late. Okay, we were newlyweds, and I thought someone was shooting at our house. Sounded just like (laughs) rapid fire. Let me tell you, where we lived at the time was not a shooter-up type of neighborhood. (laughs) All right? Okay. Okay. Joshua is not available. So I was not feeling security from you at that moment in my life. (laughs) And I called my dad. My dad came to my house, our home, with some kind of weird, like, stick thing that you can... Like a baseball bat? No. (laughs) I don't know what it was. Oh my gosh! Anyway, I didn't know that part. he walked around the peri- perimeter of the home, which was extremely small. Uh, made sure that I was safe and secure, so that I could feel that security. So you come home, you were not happy that I called my dad. Right? I don't even think you gave me a chance. I did. You weren't available. <laughs> because the problem is, the premise of this is, is I grew up in the woods of West by God, Virginia, where there was literally nothing. Uh, out there in the world. And when you heard a bump in the night, you just kind of like, meh, big deal. Okay, a neighbor shot fireworks at our home is what it was. Not at our home, in the sky above our home. (laughs) Fireworks at our home in our backyard. (laughs) No one one shoots fireworks at home. (laughs) But I remember this being one of our first marriage conversations. Yes, it was. About security. It was important. Because I told you, I said, I need to feel secure and that you're going to be here because I was scared. I didn't like being home by myself. It was late. Right. And if you aren't available, then my dad is. We had to work through the balance of what that looked like. And now I know. In the beginning of a marriage. Right. Uh, so there's more to, so, uh, so jumping from that, as Anna gives a great illustration <laughs> of where I should have been a better husband, um, I... Uh, it, a lot of people think of trust or security 
in kind of like a, a smaller scale of things. And, and those things are, you know, you, you learn that kind of stuff in, um, in your dating time. Uh, and, and those things are like, you know, farting and burping in front of someone. Wow. It's the trust. It's like, oh, yeah, can you fart in front of them yet? You know, it's one of those deals. I mean, we've asked our own children this, you know, have you farted in front of her? And, uh, you know, it's just silliness. Those are kind of like basic things. And a lot of times people almost leave it there. I believe that it's kind of like, yeah, I can, I can do this in front of them and they're normal. And you're like, but there's more to that. There's yeah. more than just the bodily sounds and noises you make. There's a sense of um, a constant, as, as Anna points out in that illustration, of my lack of duties as a husband. We, we, we just got married. We're not throwing you under the bus. I know. Just, but, we just got married. But those moments you take note of and you go, all right, I know what I need to do to confirm that I should be the first call, the only call, and that I will be there for her. And those moments build and build and build. And that's that solid foundation. Okay, because we're talking with security and marriage, it's having that safe place with your spouse. Right. And I want to address uh, a safe place when it comes to conversation, yeah. when it comes to, you know, physical intimacy. Yep. Um, conversation, of course, communication, physical intimacy. And then alongside of that, uh, in your spiritual walk, you know, there are so many different areas here, spirit, soul, and body, that we should feel safe with one another Yeah. when it comes to marriage. And that there should not be a hidden side to what your marriage looks like. Um, we know there are no hidden things with God. Even if you feel like you, you right now have some hidden areas from your spouse, you're not hiding those from God. Mm -mm. He knows. And all you're doing is uh, bringing this type of... Um, I, I hate to use the word destruction. It's such a heavy word. But I feel like when you hide things from your spouse, then that security's not there. Your spouse knows something's off. You have an unstable foundation. That right. that would be the way. Let's let's start off there. Yeah. Because you're you've got cracks in your foundation because it's it's not secure. Because mm -hmm. if you're hiding things from God, then you're hiding it from your spouse. Then we're gonna have some issues in life. Sure. So there, there are foundational areas here that you might need to evaluate as we're walking through this podcast or even throughout this week where you go, oh, no, I have been hiding this back. I, Joshua and I have made a determination that you're my best friend. Right. And I'm your best friend. Right. And you can get married, start off as best friends, and then before you know it, you grow apart because you've not found that sense of safety with one another. Sure. And then you find that in someone else and that is not our goal for marriage. No. No. No, you have to be intentional of your time spent with one another, your time spent in communication, as you point out. Communication is being understood and heard all at the same time. So it's not just being heard, it's being understood. So when you're communicating to one another, you can't, it can't be one-sided. And when you're developing those communication skills, not only in the peaceful times, but communication skills, even in the argumentative times, that's right. key. Yeah. Are you a safe place? Do you feel like you can tell your spouse your goals and dreams? Right. Or are they going to shoot you down with yeah. flaming arrows and make you feel like trash? I'm always blown away by how people will treat each other. Instead of the security and trust, the opposite of that is contempt. 
Yeah. They they treat it of like this dismissal of, oh my God, there they are again. So it's not supportive. There's no security. There's no trust. And there's just this aggravation of conversation. And yeah. it's like, oh, here they go again. And they roll their eyes or it's always sad for me the the way they talk to one another. I hear couples, um, they they undermine the other couple. They'll hurtfully say things to their face. Um, and it's just not it's not beneficial. Well and it it's not secure. It's not founded on the word of God of how you're treating one another. Right. Okay, so in our communication, what is an area that uh, that just makes you feel safe whenever we talk? That when I talk to you, that helps because we've had to work on this. Because I'll talk about myself. I am an interrupter. I interrupt. What? <laughs> I am an interrupter. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am, and you know I am. I get excited about the conversation, and yeah. I just feel like I want to be a part of it in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. She's exciting. Um, nothing wrong with that. But all right, how, what what do I do, or what can I do to help you feel safe? Let's talk about it um, in communication. It's interesting because you know we talked about doing this podcast, and then I'm like sitting here going, "Yeah, this is great. This is perfect." Then you put me on the spot to think of things that we do, which I should know <laughs> and be a part of it already. Um, There's so many things that you do to give me comfort and. Uh, I mean, just the, let's go small things to large things. So let's start small. Uh, you you take care of me in a way of you're concerned about my well-being. So if I say this hurts, whatever body part that is, you'll be like, all right, no, no, no. And you're all concerned. Like, we need to go somewhere. We need to go to the doctor. We need to go. And it's like elevated to <laughs> sometimes larger than what it needs to be. She'll make the necessary phone calls. To you make put sure. duct tape on your body when you have an injury. So yes. it is slightly overwhelming. It puts it all together. Okay. So anyway, those are great moments uh, of security for me. The food aspect. Like I got home last night and you were like, okay, I came home late. So it was, uh, can, no, let me make this for you. So she reheated it. She worked it all up. And those are those small moments of security that she's telling me non-verbally that she cares for my well-being and all those things. So those are some security things. Um, when we talk about certain aspects of big decision making in life, uh, you have never, ever, and nor have I, we've been really good at this, have never been crossed towards one another where they're just wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. We, we've, we started off marriage saying we're on the same team. You and I both have team mentalities. Mm-hmm. I think that has helped us. Sure. Um, so I agree that we we choose to work through whatever that decision might be. We've had a lot of big decisions in our marriage, so I feel like we do work through that. Yeah, we don't make it like it's not this idea of you're ab- you're wrong and that's it. And and then it, you mean cut and dry? <laughs> we're like there's no room for conversation. We don't have anything in our life right now, nor have we ever that we have hovering over us that, yeah, she believes this, but I believe that. And it's like, no, we're, we're commonly together on all these topics. I've, none of us, well, there have been moments where you should have, you probably should have done that. And you're like, okay, I know that now, you know, or. We strive to come in agreement. Yeah, I don't We've think. We've worked at it though. I feel yeah, like this yeah, has yeah, taken yeah, a lot yeah, of work yeah, yeah. To, to continue that. Yeah, we know our triggers. 
Okay, do you like that I message you each day? Here's, okay. I like to check on him. If I'm not at church working with you or if I'm out or doing something, I like to text you or call you. Now, we've had conversations where I feel like I have done it and you rush me off the phone because you are so busy. But right. do you enjoy that I... I'm task-oriented. So if I'm doing yeah. something, it's hard for me to stop the mental game of that and then turn and be like, all right, so right. that's why. Do you, but do you enjoy that I check on you each day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll call you, FaceTime you. I always want to see your face. I always like to FaceTime more than I do phone call. Most men don't like phones to talk on the phone for long periods of time. Yeah. So I would rather see your face for, you know, five minutes. Yeah. That's typically how I like to call you. Uh, I appreciate that you, um, you always give me compliments and you make me feel good about myself. Women are great at saying the craziest things about, about ourselves that are not true. I will not give you any illustrations. <laughs> but you do a great job when I'm all crazy Anna to bring me back around. So let's let's stop real quick. Crazy is far-fetched. That's not. She's being silly, obviously. I am being silly. Because yeah. there are some couples that we've experienced that are crazy in the sense of like that is so elaborate like over the top that's unnecessary to act like that so if you're acting like that let this be the sign stop (laughs) it because you're making things more difficult all right now are you being silly crazy yes and that's typical so to give peace of mind to some of the the women that are listening right now this is common us men do talk behind your backs about stuff not in a way to embarrass you but we always go our wives that's what we always say our wives if they just knew how lovely they were right that's what we say all the time like yeah like this whole idea of constant ups and downs of physical dieting or or exercise or whatever is kind of like we just love you for who you are so, so you've done a, you do a great job at making me just feel confident in myself with you, especially having four kids and nursing four kids. Yeah. I gained a lot of weight with the first three pregnancies, 87 pounds, our first pregnancy. And Josh goes, do you remember? <laughs> I tell people this all no, the time. No, you can't say that. You can't. I can't say no, it. No, you can't say it. <laughs> But he Sorry, made me feel, all you listeners right but now. You made me feel really good about myself, and I appreciate it in the middle of all of it. it made I me love feel every good. size of you. I know, but you. that was a security. Every size of you is, is beautiful. So I think, in, you know, with this communication of security, if we are encouraging one another and being each other's best friend and each other's biggest fan, and not so hard bent that it's my way or the highway or whatever this might be. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge bonus of having a secure conversation. Now, let's talk about hard topics. When we have been in arguments or we're dealing with things, um, we have had to work in that secure place of, of truly listening to each other, not shutting down, mm-hmm. not running away. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are triggers here. Yeah, and we've had to run away, meaning like, okay, we got to stop. We got to stop 
And then we just, you know, it's one of those things of like, we're not getting anywhere with this. And instead of continuing down the hurt path of right. bringing up things or yep. whatever, then it stopped and it's going back. And it's, that goes back to finding our identity in the Lord that we're able to stop and go, all right, let's get clarity on what I'm trying to say. And then there's no hurt involved. And there's an apology because the repentance side of things come up where you get convicted. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say this, but whatever. So. I know there were a, co a couple of years ago we were in, I felt like we just kept having petty arguments, but the underlying thing was I was dealing with some stuff, uh, walking through a hard season and I didn't feel like you were listening to me. You didn't feel like in my mind that, you know, what, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what you didn't feel like, but <laughs> I, but I realized, okay, we're going around and around in circles and we weren't getting anywhere with it. So I went to the Lord and he told me to fast and he gave me some specific things to fast and what to do in order to see a breakthrough in my life and to release that to him. Uh, and it was huge. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit guiding me and leading me in that moment mm -hmm. um, because it really had nothing to do with you. It's just the situation we were in and it was tough yeah. and I was aggravated. Um, so even if you feel like you're going in circles with your spouse right now, take a step back, Yeah. go to God, see what he's asking you to do. Ask for wisdom, liberal amounts of wisdom so that you can refocus and put your eyes on Jesus and get to that place of security in him. So then when you come together in conversation, it's going to be far greater than what, you know, what it could be. Right. So then moving over into the physical side of things, you know, sometimes just a good squeeze is nice. Yeah. And that's important. I made a mistake early in our marriage, which I don't understand. I still, to my knowledge, don't know where I was mentally. But there was a sense of kind of like I was weirded out by PDA or something of the sort. But the Public displays of affection. But the, the longer... Our, yeah, obviously not longer. The the more our marriage progressed, the more I was like, I want you to touch me and hold me all the time, everywhere, all of it. So I think that my personal opinion... That's one of my largest or biggest regrets of, of marriage, in our marriage. Was you got really busy with life. Sure. And with thinking of just everything else. Um, so around that 10-year mark is when... And I... I had just came to the place of, well, okay, it changed. And I did take it to the Lord and pray. It's interesting in marriage when you pray for things and then God answers it, you have to be willing to receive it. So I felt like I had been praying for that to change. And then around 10 years is when we had a big marriage conversation, one that really brought security to the both, both of us of things you were dealing with, things I was dealing with, and we made some changes yeah. Security will also mean change. Yeah. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect the same results. You're going to have to be willing to change. Right. So you said, hey, I want this. And at that point, we had four kids. I feel like I was being touched all the time by them because they're just <laughs> climbing all over me. Right. You know, it was a lot. But I'd been praying for it. And I had to, um, I had to become more affectionate sure. with you, yeah. which I wanted. But then it's like we were out of practice of the day-to-day -day affection. It was hard yeah. at first, I think, for both of us. So sometimes it's as simple as just a nice touch, squeeze. Holding hands. Holding hands, all those things. The other day I was at a dental uh, procedure, and the nurse put... Uh, I was going to be in the chair for a little while. And the, the, the nurse put a uh, 
blood pressure cuff on me. And she said, I'm so sorry, this is going to get annoying because it's going to periodically kick on during this whole process. And I was like, okay, I don't care, whatever. And it was interesting because it was those moments, actually, I felt the most comforted that the dentist was going at my mouth and all of a sudden the blood pressure cuff would kick on. And I was like, there was like this peace. It was like a comfort. It was like one of those like heavy blankets people buy. Weighted um, blankets. Yeah, the weighted blanket. And I just felt that peace of like, ah, oh, uh, it was like getting my, mm-hmm. my head off of what was happening in my mouth. And um, I just think in the same way of sometimes a nice squeeze when things are chaotic around and it's coming from someone that's secure it's nice. What about for the people that say, I don't like to be touched? Well, they need to get, they need to get touchy. <laughs> I mean, They're missing me. out. <laughs> Ask the Lord for, he- for help, okay? <clears throat> if your spouse is needing this and you want this to grow, ask him for help. Yeah. God created your marriage to flourish, yep. and he wants you to have security and happiness and joy and all those beautiful things. So you're going to have to ask him for help. So I had to ask God for help during that season. We had some tough conversations about it all because I had gotten used to, I'm a reader. I would go on the other end of the couch, read my book while you turned the TV on. And a book for me is like a movie. So it made me happy. And I thought, oh, we're spending time together. Well, we made a decision that, not that I can't read, but when we had time together like that, that I moved over and I started sitting right beside you and cuddling on the couch Bring back the old spoon. Y'all used to spoon whenever you dated, <laughs> all right? Start spooning again yeah. and become affectionate. Uh, have fun. Play around. Like, enjoy each other right? because it's valuable. Yeah, and then that leads into the intimacy side of things of be spontaneous, have fun. We've had a podcast about this uh, a long time ago, it seems, uh, a few months back, but it's important that you have an intimacy that is shared in a way that it's just, it's a beautiful picture that you're pursuing after one another and you're having fun and it's, it's just good. Are you safe as well for your spouse when it comes to intimacy? That's where you have to talk about um, your likes and dislikes, what you enjoy, yeah. where you're at in life, that, it's, uh, that you have that best friend communication and it makes all the difference. Yeah. When it comes to intimacy. Yeah, you need to kiss every day. You need to cuddle every day. You need to hold each other for a long period of time. Anna wants to dance more. She wants me to grab her and dance with her in the kitchen or in the living room. I don't do it enough. No, I, I have asked for a good slow dance once a week. <laughs> once a week? I yeah. don't remember that. Once a week. I told you this. I want a good slow dance once a week in the kitchen with that one Ed Sheeran song I really like. Oh, my goodness. And that's what this needs to look like. All right. I'll make it happen. Mental note. Thank you. Okay. So something else with security when it comes to physical stuff that we do, uh, we know all each other's passcodes on our phones. So this is the third aspect of security of emotional. This would go emotional, right? I would call it openness. Okay. Emotionally open. (laughs) Emotionally open. I like that. It's open in the sense of nothing hidden. There's never a moment. It's always in consciousness of the other one. So it's, would they approve would I approve of this if they were doing this? You know, all of those types of moments. So it's being, it's being conscious of your environment, what you're doing, and saying, all right, this is okay. This isn't okay. It's those types of things. And as you were about to say, you know, 
our our security passwords, all of our stuff's completely open to one another. So our iPhones, our laptops, all of those things, you just open them up, begin to look, you can see there's nothing on there. Um, our preparation time of like, of um, like for that's the only, sorry, I was going to say, the only thing you're going to find on our laptops is our preparation of sermons and, and things of that nature. Right. So, but I know our, our passcodes are the same. I can pick up your phone anytime and you're not like, Hey, what are you looking for? You can pick up my phone anytime. Yeah. You can scroll through there's everything a, that only I a have. a few weeks that that's not available. And that's between oh, Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. When we're purchasing presents. And it's just, don't look at this. Don't look at that. Right. And, but again, 11 months out of the year, it's whatever. If you are um, on edge about your spouse picking up your phone, I'm concerned. Okay. If, you, oh, sure. if you're dealing with, if, <laughs> I mean, you guys, this is a no brainer. And finances, everything's open. We actually, we share uh, the same account. It's how we operate. It's our yeah, security big purchases, and finances. Basically anything over, outside of groceries, anything over $100 we're talking about. We clarify it. and talk with one another. Uh, so that way there's emotional openness when anything it comes to over fifty dollars we're talking our, about our finances. Um, when it comes to the opposite sex, you have got to guard your heart and your marriage. Okay, this is what this looks like. Period. I don't have friends that are of the opposite sex that you're not aware of. Meaning, there are both of our friends, like our our best friends' spouses and things like that. But I don't text them. I don't have those types of connections, and neither do you. There's mm. not a level of friendship that that exceeds what their friendship already is of that person. It's like I'm not closer to this person more than you are. So and keeping those healthy boundaries. If we've had moments where I've said, hey, Josh, I don't like how that woman is around you. I don't feel secure with her. If he were to say, oh, it's no big deal. I'm fine. She's fine. Well, that'd be a red flag for me. As your spouse, you champion, champion each other and you fulfill each other's needs. So if you're having a moment, then you sit down and talk through it and figure out why and if there are concerns or whatever that might look like because the enemy will use any avenue he can to try to bring an insecurity, yeah. to try to cause strife, to try to cause confusion, whatever that might look like. And we need to have, um, you know, Joshua and I, we, we work together. Um, I feel like that has also had to grow um, with emotional openness because we're together a lot. And I can be slightly overwhelming for him whenever uh, I bring up, when I bring up all of the things and I'm processing and it's just too much and it's overwhelming and then that's not security for you. I've had to work on that. And then in the same breath, you will sometimes not remember to tell me things and then I find out later and then I think, why wasn't I a part of that? And then that's not security for me. So we've had to grow in how we're open with one another. We've had to work on this. We're continually growing and working on this. Yeah. Most, I'm going to, I'm going to broad stroke this statement. It's not necessarily true because it goes to both male and female. But for me personally, most males, they internalize a lot of things that are happening. So it's not like when they go home, they're not wanting to sit there and have a slumber party and talk about it all because they're, they're still just internalizing it or they're just trying to forget about it. Like they don't want to talk about it anymore. Like they've talked about it enough. There's almost like this 
cliff of I've done it, I've done it, I've done, and I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want to reopen it, and um, or they've already made a decision on it, and they don't really want another opinion because it doesn't involve. If it involves them, they have to have the opinion. But if it doesn't involve, then it's like just let it go. But but anyway, that's typically with men. Women want to talk it out. They want to hear about it. They want to know all the details. They they want to have uh, input, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But unfortunately, those two collide, and they're difficult to navigate through. So you've got to find a happy medium. Yeah, but it's being aware. It's a give and take. Right, it's aware of the difficulty in the navigation because, again, you want to build security and trust with both, with those topics. Right. Right. And it's worth working on, of walking through. If you find find that you um, are having a hard time being open with your spouse because emotionally you, you don't trust what's going to take place, uh, my encouragement is take that to the Lord and then have an honest conversation with your spouse of how you feel mm-hmm. and then say, let's sit down and let's work on having, maybe you pick a day each week that works or a time that y'all can have coffee together, whatever it might be that you have that hour time to walk through some different topics that you that you need to discuss. Yeah. You have a specific time. So that way <clears throat> it's not just 11 o'clock at night, random throughout the day, a random text. Okay that's not bringing security to anybody and then turns into a whole text argument. Nobody wants that. Be intentional with how you sit down and work through this. We actually do have a scripture for today. Do it. I have one. Okay. Which is kind of a big deal for me, but one (laughs) is enough. All right. In Ephesians chapter five, in verse 21, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is talking about spirit-guided relationships with husbands and wives. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. When we submit to each other in our reverential fear of God in Christ Jesus, of wanting to honor Him and love one another, you can continue to read this. It talks about that relationship. But whenever I do that and whenever you do that, then we are going to find security and enjoyment in our relationship. Because... We want to honor God in everything we say and all that we do. That this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about reverence for Him. Yeah, it's good. And that makes all the difference. That's a great evaluation. Are you submitting to one another when it comes to your conversation in reverence to Christ? Are you constantly bickering and arguing? And, and you need to check, check that with the Lord. Are you submitting to one another when it comes to um, how you uh, operate physically, intimately, in your physical needs towards one another, where it's a safe place, an open environment, where you're actually spending time together and building that security because intimacy just isn't sex, okay? Right. It's actually having I care moments and unto Christ, all right? And are you open, submitting to one another, not hiding things, not being touchy, but recognizing, God, I want to honor you and I want my spouse to be my best friend and I'm willing to do what it takes. Yeah, you got to tear down the walls of sensitivity towards um, topics or towards one another that that basically continues to uh, breed mistrust. And so then the sensitivity needs to be dialed back to go, okay, time out. And then maybe even share that. I'm sensitive about this topic because you haven't been able to give me security or show me 
trust or security with this particular thing. So it's hard for me to be open. So begin to talk about that. And then the other spouse, when hearing that, needs to be able to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to work at it better. And I'm going to be yeah. a better listener, a better follow-upper, uh, whatever it is that will bring true security in your marriage. If Jesus was full of compassion, then we can be full of compassion because right. he's the greater one living on the inside of us. Yeah. And uh, I think of those things often. Yeah, we should be doing everything in love, and we should be doing everything with the intent. It's a higher intent. And we should always be doing this in a way that's bringing us closer to God, not farther away. So if we're doing things that are causing anger, bitterness, and strife, then we are not on the same team, and we're hurting one another. Yeah. So make it happen. All right. Okay, wait. One thing I'm working on to bring more security to you. Okay, go. Is uh, is kissing you more. Yeah. Okay. Something I think about that I want to grow. I'll take it. And more words of affirmation. Take it. Okay. That's something. I plan to dance with you more. Oh, thank you. I, I plan. I plan to. Um, man, you put me on the spot. I plan to dance with you more. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm such a good husband, I do all the things so well already. Um, no, I plan to dance with you more. I think that's a huge thing for us. I think um, we do need to be more intentional for dates. Here, our our life's gotten really busy here lately. So yes. We, we haven't gone on a lot of dates lately. I know. I thought of that this morning, actually. Date night. Tonight, let's ditch the kids. Uh, tonight's it. family night. <laughs> what? It is. I've already put it in motion. Whatever. All right. Hey, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, share, do all those fun things. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.